Bible trails The Son of God, He is near He chose to walk Welcome to Travel Trails. Today our guest is Gary Quiquis. He comes from Wauyegamau Lake, Ontario, also called Round Lake. In another program, he talks about how he became a Christian and mentioned how important the impact of his mother was on his journey. She was a faithful believer and trusted in God and the power of prayer. In 1952, the missionaries of the Northern Canada Evangelical Mission came to Round Lake in 1952. In 1953, uh, there was a revival that, uh, that broke out. In fact, about, uh, they say about 95% of the community uh, got saved. And one of them was my mother. My father was the 5% didn't get saved. When my mother got saved, my father shortly after left my mom. They couldn't even be in the same house. In 1954, I was born into this world. So one of the things that really kind of uh, uh, brought me to this place of salvation, this is years later, was uh, what, I, what I saw in my mother. I tell you one story. I think it was in 1963, uh, 64. Around that time, uh, my father had left my mom. And in those days, there's no welfare. There's no uh, you know, social services. There's no air strips, of course. And my mother was left with, I don't know, seven kids, six kids. But my mother was a praying woman. She went to church. There was a Bible like this that she had, English Bible. She also has a Cree Bible, but she doesn't read English. In the, in the Bible, she has black with red in here, right? Inside that Bible is pictures. My mother would hear these messages, these sermons in the church, and she would find, oh, that message was from this picture, right? And she would tell the message to us from that picture, right? Now, that was very profound for me. Of course, my dad is gone. There's chaos in the home, confusion. I think my mother was in a really uh, hard place, uh, maybe angry, maybe deeply hurt, betrayal, you know, the scorn of betrayal. But she prayed, she went to church. One time, this is in prior to me coming to know the Lord as my Savior. And that was about 1963-64. Well, what happened was for about two or three days, we hadn't eaten. 
there's nothing, there's no food. So it was a log house, there's a pot belly stove, like a 45 gallon barrel, right? It is broken, got holes in it. It's just a wooden floor and along the, the corners you can just see the frost, right? The one bed where my mom and my sister slept, my brother James, my brother Randy and I were on the, we sleep on the floor with coats, right? Close to the, uh, the stove. It was during that time, my mother, very desperate, have no way of getting food. So she gets a, a carpenter's pencil and breaks a cardboard. And she says, how bizarre, means come over here. And she sits on the floor and says, I want to talk to God. I want to talk to him. But you have to sit around here. I hope you could sit there. So my brother James and I, brother Randy, I think Nora might have been a little girl, Sharon. Uh, Joan might have just been newborn, I'm not sure. So she says to James, James, what do you want? Well, what do you want? I'm going to talk to God. Well, James says, I want jam. Not just any jam. I want raspberry jam. Not a small one either. I want a big can. In syllabics, eh? James und der Jam, right? He asked me. He called me Gali, eh? That's what she calls me. Gali. What do you want? I want peanut butter. No, peanut butter in those days is so rare, right? Peanut butter. And the, I just don't want small one, a big kind of peanut butter. Ah, ah. All right, so. golly, one done, done, peanut butter. He, your younger brother, Randy, says, what do you want? Randy says, I want uh, what's it the moccasin? What's it the moccasin? Is uh, you know these runners? They're like they're sort of has black trim, has white lace, you know. Very special in those days, in the sixties, right? Randy wants which and he wants this size. I'm not even sure what size. It might be five, size five or six. My mother writes it. And then I don't remember what she said to Nora and Sharon. Maybe they're too young. And then she wrote her list, what she wanted. And we're sitting on the floor around my mom, and she starts to pray. And as she's praying, she gets very into it. She begins to kind of uh, uh, be emotional and she, tears, right? And we're all there. We're desperate too, really hungry. 
really, really, really hungry. We needed food. And after she finished praying, we just, I don't know how long it was, but she finished praying. She says, Amen. She says to us sitting there, you guys have to say Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. After we, uh, she says, now we have to get up and go to work. Get kindling, get firewoods, cut up some, chop up some, saw some wood, whatever. Go to the bush, get snaring wire, checking rabbit snares. All day we worked. We come home towards late afternoon. It's already the winter sun, maybe 4.30, is already getting dark. I said, Mom, so where... Where's the request? Where's the you talk to God? Yeah. He says, son, gotta wait. Boy. Supper time came, night came. No answer. You know she boiled water and gave us some warm water to drink and went to bed like that. Still hungry. Cold that night. Felt so forsaken. So abandoned. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. But you know what, next morning? Cold winter morning, blue sky. All of a sudden you hear this, this plane. It was a Norseman. I think it was Trans Air. <laughs> Circling round lake and landed at uh, Elijah Beauty's point where, you know, the prop didn't even stop. Threw out four boxes out of that plane. And the plane took off. We're still in the house, still didn't know had anything to do with us. Next thing you know, about half hour later, the door flies open. Oh, there's this guy throwing four boxes. Yeah. My mother's name is on those boxes. Big boxes. You know? Boy, I grabbed a knife and started opening that. Karnat, I tell you, everything we asked for was in that box. James, his big raspberry jam. Me, my big can of peanut butter. And lo and behold, my younger brother Randy had his widget democracy. The same size he wants was in that box. I never forgot that prayer. And I knew then that God is real. And my mother encountered God before I was born. And she would exemplify that walk of faith till she died when she was in the late 80s. Right? A woman of prayer.
I've been through a lot of battles And my life has been a shame Down the long road of struggle I know somehow without to change Cause when I got down on my knees and I prayed to God above Lord, if you're listening I could really use your love When you think there's no one listening Jesus said He'll help you through your battle He'll wipe away your fear Just get down on your knees And ask the Lord about When you think there's no one listening do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Every day I face the devil, and I know he wants my soul, but for the blood of Jesus. That's one place that he can go Cause the one who loved me so much Paid a price at Calvary His precious blood soaked in the ground So how could I have no hope? Another thing that happened was my mother prayed for my dad. My mother prayed for that woman. And you know what happened? My dad and that woman had a child. And you know what that woman did? She brought that newborn baby to my mom and said, this is your husband's baby. You take care of the child. My mother took this child, who is now my half-brother, and raised it. John became... Now, I'm telling you this because John and I are close, right? You know what happened two or three years later? That same woman brought another child to my mom and said, this is your husband's baby, you take care of it. And my mother took that little child. Until they were like eight, ten years old, nine years old, you know what happened? That lady came back and said, 
I'm here to pick up my boys. They're my boys. And she took them, just like that. And my mother's heart was broken again. But you know what she prayed? She prays for my dad and for that woman. In 1972, I think it was 1970, my dad is working for this uh, mining company from Toronto area, Don Mills. They have this chopper. And uh, they're going across this lake at Round Lake, across the bay, and the chopper crashes. My dad is in that chopper. And the chopper explodes. But before it explodes, my dad was able to drag the pilot out of there and his boss. And the, and the chopper explodes. That explosion got my dad thinking. And you know what? My dad came back home. And my mother received my dad as if he never left. Thinking, <laughs> how could a woman betrayed and abandoned for all these years accept this man who has hurt him so much and accepts him as, as he is, right? My mom also prayed for that woman. And one time, that lady fell off a, a, a sort of like a place where they, they used to hang laundry out on the clothesline. There's sort of like a platform. Well, that lady fell off the platform and broke her wrist. And her laundry still in the, needs to be hung up there. My mother went in finished that work for her. You know an amazing thing? My mother led that woman to the Lord. She became a Christian. This is sometime after my dad had come home, right? And that woman goes to the same church where my mom goes to church, where my dad goes to church. And I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this amazing thing taking place. My mother, who was betrayed and violated and abandoned and left with all these kids. Gary's mom showed love and care even to those people who hurt her the most. Through her faithful prayer and loving care, Gary was touched in his heart. Many of her prayers were answered by God in wonderful ways and lives were changed. Later in life, Gary experienced the effect of his mother's prayers in a very crucial situation. One of the other um, times where it really uh, you know, hit me in the heart was uh, in 1983, I got very sick. Uh, when we were missionaries in Carmax, I had a, a 
initially a, per, uh, a partial paralysis, then by the end of the day was a full-blown uh, paralysis. But what was so significant is, I would find out years later that at the time when I was struck with this sickness, my mother started praying for me that morning. And she was really burdened for me. And her burden was, uh, was took her to a place where she wept. Eh? She told my dad, mom and dad prayed, but it was sort of a, a sort of agitation in her spirit uh, to really pray for me. And uh, she then uh, cried and wept to a degree where my father was concerned about her. And so my dad called my sister about maybe 10 o'clock, 11. And this prayer thing started like 7 or 8. And my sister came, my older sister Maggie, and talked to her, consoled her. And, and my mother really felt in her heart, her spirit, that there was something that was wrong with me. Now, I don't know what kind of communication we had. I don't think there was very much. And so she prayed. She uh, kept her this, this uh, earnestness of prayer. Um, anyway, uh, in uh, Luke 18, where Jesus is talking, uh, he says, He spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Now, I did not know uh, about this prayer privilege that God gives us. It's actually a, an access that we're always open. We're allowed in the presence of God, right? And through that experience where I got very sick, I would be struck with paralysis for uh, a full paralysis for nearly three months. And I would lose my memory. I had amnesia, right? But the point I'm making is this. My mother, a very significant person, primary person in my life, was a person who was connected to God in prayer. And here's a situation happening to me in Carmack's Yukon, a place called Pharaoh. My mother in her spirit felt up the Lord to pray and intercede for me and wouldn't give up praying, and she prayed all day. And I was taken out of Pharaoh to I was actually sent to Vancouver, but I was dying, right? And... Uh, she prayed, and they said, well, my wife tells me, doctor up in Whitehorse General Hospital, said I had only about maybe two minutes to live. I was dying, right? But my mother was interceding for me 
all that time, and she wouldn't give up. Mm-hmm. And that verse, man had always to pray, you know, and not faint. And this is the, I guess, uh, when you get influenced by people, I was influenced by my mother. In her walk with the Lord, in her relationship, it was a companionship. And yes, she, she uh, faced a lot of grief. My father was also so influenced by her, even though my father left her for 15 some years, maybe longer, when he came back, uh, his heart was turned back to the Lord and back to her. And one of the most significant experiences is the power of watching a primary figure in your life who has a relationship with God where they talk to God. And here's my experience. I'm way up in the Yukon. My mother's in Northwest Ontario. And she prays, and God hears her prayer. I think I could have died there. I think God spared me again. That's my mother's impact in my life. And I give all the glory and praise to God. Gary's mother trusted God in all her challenges. She was such a blessing to others, even though she was so hurt. But she had learned where to go with all her sorrows and worries. She knew that man couldn't help. So instead of worrying about things, she made them a matter of prayer. She had faith in God that he would provide for her needs and change hearts. She trusted in him for the needs of her loved ones. She really was a prayer warrior. That's what impressed Gary in his life. The love and care of a mother is so precious. And despite the challenges in life, it will make a difference for your children. But even this love of a mother is only a small glimpse of God's love for us. He wants to care for you and give you a purpose in life. When you are touched by this wonderful story of a caring mom and praying woman, call us. We would love to hear from you. You can watch this program and many others anytime on our webpage, traveltrails.org. Look for the program number. Thanks for watching Travel Trails today. And I know there'll be days when this life brings me pain. But if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus bring the rain I am yours regardless of the clouds that may loom above because you are much greater than my pain you who made a way Suffering your destiny So tell me What's the 
Jesus breathe.